Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in almost sunny Seattle, but we're just getting a little bit of a break. So Actually, that's not the eclipse still out there? No, oh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> worried there for a minute. It is a <laughs> little dark. It is kind of dark. You right? saw that already. No, seriously. And even when the eclipse <laughs> happened, it got cold. You know. So everyone kind of at first didn't believe me when I was in really? the building. I, of course, I was on the air, so I couldn't really go out and enjoy it. Enjoy you, it. Oh, dang. I saw, that's okay. Well, believe me, I saw enough of it. <laughs> but I look outside our windows. We've been thankful to have a great view of the city Gorgeous here in Factoria, view. looking uh, westward into Seattle. Everyone was outside in all the of you know course, the buildings with their little glasses on. They're all staring up, doing the same thing. Like some obviously some giant orb was being blocked and, so, <laughs> and within a, a couple minutes or so after that happened i felt like the whole building was getting like muggy all of a sudden i'm like wait 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 and then it hit me i'm like oh it is it's a temperature change it, it dropped it, it was sense. cold yeah it was so very cold. like no 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 it's just there's so many people in one area i'm like no think about <laughs> right. it yeah yeah <laughs> the heat's being covered up <laughs> yeah for just a moment yeah. yes it was it, it was the temperature right. dropped yep. and it is a little cold this morning so i can see why you think <gasps> we're having another mm-hmm. eclipse yeah <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, I don't. I really don't want another one no, this week. No, no. Oh, you don't? Oh, No, okay, I've had right. my fair share of Aww. fixing things. Well, you know, one of the things you have. <laughs> I have, actually. Well, yeah. you know, the Eclipse Energy has just begun. It's not like it's ending. Well, you know, let's which start is, out with a bang. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, and which is really appropriate for today, you know, because yeah. one of the things I get to do when I um, get to have the great opportunity of hosting a show here on KKNW is I get to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And, of course, this person I've interviewed before, Paul Selig, and this is his fifth book, but it's the second in his trilogy that's coming out, The Book of Truth. And I really feel like, first of all, talk about a timely book. I mean, right now, politically, the truth is like, you know, pooping on us everywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, more trip. Oh, Full more poop. Force. More poop. Stepping yeah. in it and all around. Yeah, it. right. Can't clean it off fast yeah, enough. Yeah, <laughs> we can't. And there it is again, yeah, right? Know, right? It just won't go away. <laughs> right. And and it's like that when, when you're waking up in life, you know, you, you, you kind of smell a little bit of poop going on. <laughs> and so um, Paul has written a, a, another beautiful book, All Completely Channeled, which is very unusual to have an author be able to channel information and and then the editor just goes okay great you know and sends it out so for those of you who have who have not met or heard of Paul's work before I highly encourage you to um, enjoy our show today which I'm sure you will and then to go investigate his books Um, in his breakthrough work of channeled literature author and medium Paul Selig has recorded an extraordinary program for personal and planetary evolution Selig was born in New York and has received his master's degree from Yale. He had a spiritual experience in 1987 that left him clairvoyant. As a way to gain a content for what he was beginning to experience, he studied a form of energy healing, working at Mary Williamson's Manhattan Center for Living and his own private practice in the process. He began to hear for his clients, and much of Selig's work now is as a clairvoyant, clairaudient, channel, and empath. Selig has led channeled energy groups, and he'll be here in Seattle, by the way, this weekend. So if you want to have um, a workshop with Paul, it's going to be at the Talera Conference. Um, and you can go to paulselig.com. We'll talk more about that later in the show. Um, so his first book was uh, also Channeled Learning, I Am the Word, came out in 2010. And now this is book number five, but a series of three. So welcome to the show, Paul. It's lovely to have you. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you fly out of New York tomorrow to be here in your lovely, sunny, fun, green Seattle. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, although, you know, when you teach in Omega, it is so green up there and absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just a stunning place. I love Omega. Although the last time I was there, I was also teaching a workshop, and I was so scared. This is going to be, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but, <laughs> but I was so scared because some inmates had escaped from a prison not too far from there. And I was a little bit freaked out, which was uh, very interesting um, because I think one of the things we find out when we start to wake up is we get to see what we're really afraid of or what's blocking Mm -hmm. us or what's creating problems in our life that's not even logical or real in many Mm -hmm. aspects and that's this is a big part of the book that you're writing right now the truth um Mm -hmm. or that you've already written and we now all have the um joy of reading so in your work and because this is also about relationships and everything is about relating right that um in your work you work a lot with couples too and people exploring partnership or trying to figure out how to heal their relationships Mm mm-hmm well, I do two things. You know, I'm a channel, and, and the guides that work with me come, and they run these workshops, and they dictate these these texts. And then I, I have a practice as an intuitive. And that's my empathic work where I'm able to sort of step into people and become them. So I I did a, a little thing on ABC Nightline yes. a while back, and they called me the love psychic. I loved it. funny to me. I loved well, it's it. only because they focused on the relationship readings mm. that, I, that I do, and I do seem to be able to support people in moving through blocks in their relationships, or at least getting clear on on what's not happening in a, in a pretty expedient way, you know. So I have this ability where I can step into other people that, you know, aren't in the room. If you asked about your ex and, you you know, when you gave me the name of the ex, I could step into the ex and probably begin to resemble them and then hear what's going on in the dynamic. So that is one of the things that I do. The guides will then address the guys that I work with that write the books will then, you know, often address what's really going on as well. So yeah, that's that's in the in the skill set box. Love it. Yeah, I, I saw that interview. It was fabulous. You did a great job. And I think sometimes when we're when some of our celebrity um, intuitives have been interviewed on you know news shows, it's challenging. And you did an awesome job. I thought it was fabulous. Yeah, Thank I really. You. Did. Yeah, and I I think too when we have someone who's really in alignment in their work then the staff are around them can feel it and they help to support that and emanate it. And that was very clear during that interview. It was lovely. I really enjoyed it. So, so how's it going? I mean, this book is out now, people are reading it and um, I'm sure you're getting a lot of feedback because one of the things that's challenging as you grow spiritually is that is you wake up like oh, every day, almost, you know, it seems like anyway, that there's a lot of awakening and it's not always joyful yet. A, a lot of spiritual texts and teaching talks about joy and, of course, um, high vibration. But when you go into mm-hmm. truth energy, you go into high vibration, but it doesn't always feel that way. Yeah, I mean, the guides speak about truth as an energy that's present here and is actually reclaiming and reforming everything. They say, you know, everything that's not in truth is going to be renowned, you know, and we're all experiencing that. So one of the things they're supporting us in doing is aligning to truth so we can really handle it. But, you know, truth is an impartial energy. It's not a warm, fuzzy energy. And, you know, the guides say what is true is always true and has always been true and will always be true. And that, in that statement alone, it negates all of our convenient truths, the things we would like to be true because they seem 
seem to be true in this moment, or the culture says that they're so. So it's not necessarily a comfortable journey to move into this stuff for the personality who wants things to be affirmed as they have been. And the guides are pretty much saying, well, you know, if it's not an alignment to truth, it's going to have to be revealed and renown in some other way. Wow. So in other words, if you're not willing to look at it in the presentation that it's currently in your life, then it will come in another presentation in another area of your life? Well, that's, they, they don't say that specifically, but I, I think that that's true. You know, I mean, we're always given the opportunity to learn through our experience. And if we choose not to learn, we're probably going to get hit with the same thing in different ways until we wake up to to our participation in it. I think in, in the New Age, you know, we get kind of selfish and self-focused, and it's about us and our creations. But what my guides are really talking about is the collective agreements to be in a lie, you know, the collective agreements to decide that, you know, one human being is more valuable than the next because of X, Y, or Z, or the need to be right collectively at the cost of others being wrong. And they're saying that all of these things really aren't true either, these things that we make so, right. and we, we reinforce. And when we reinforce these things, we end up claiming a world that's operating in separation and chaos. So, you know, yeah, it does it, everything does come back. I think we can learn we can learn peace through, you know, an interchange with someone we're having some challenges with or we can learn peace through war. You know, I'd rather take the the quiet example. Right, exactly. And and when this happens when we're having these aha moments and we're having awarenesses about the the relationships that we're having, whatever relationship that might be, it truly comes back to our own inner truth about ourselves, right? Um, yes. Because we, yes, we, it we, does. we have that tendency to blame everyone else and, you know, and all of that. But there's something within our own being that is masking or changing the perception of what's really going on so that we're comfortable mm-hmm. in a situation. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, as you know, the, again, the guys sort of talk about truth not necessarily being convenient to the personality or to the small self who wants things to be a certain way. And it's the willingness to sort of encounter that, I think, that allows us to move beyond it and to move beyond the prescriptions or the limitations that in most cases we've inherited or agreed to without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and you talk in the book, too, about how we set ourselves up from you know, our work environment to our home environment, our religious choices, um, our political views, that we create this comfort zone that all supports one another. And then when something starts to crumble or we start to question one of these attributes, um, the rest of it kind of crumbles too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a real investment in what what we've known, you know, and, you know, the guides say, you know, we're always dining out on yesterday's leftovers because we expect to have what we had yesterday today and that you know the world that we see is really in transformation and and it's not going to be what it was and that's very very challenging so Mm -hmm. you know yeah we do want the comfort of the known but we can't really claim i understand our true selves if we're trying to replicate what we've known if what we've known has been is somewhat based in, in, in lies or collective fear or agreements to be separate from one another. 
So if someone were having, and I probably everyone is to at some degree having some of these moments where a part of their life is breaking apart or changing, um, what are some of your recommendations? I know, go to your workshop uh, this weekend in Seattle. Mm-hmm. would be fabulous, yeah. you know, to be in your presence while you're um, working with the guides and your audience mm-hmm. would be phenomenal. But what other, for our, our listening audience today, who are also not just in Seattle, there mm-hmm. are, um, every, you know, many different places. What, sure. Do you have some tools or techniques? So what do you do when an area of your life seems to be falling apart? I mean, my guys are saying, thank it for what it's teaching you. And then they're saying, ask what the options are to know yourself in a new way. They're saying that everything that you encounter presents an opportunity to learn. They're saying your decision to have it mean what it means, to have it mean what it means to history. Through history, oh my God, this is wrong. But oh my God, this is falling apart. Everything's ruined. Everything's ruined. We'll claim, we'll claim your experience with it. It decides for you. It decides for you how you respond. How you will respond. They're saying, look at the opportunity. You know, I mean, that's a simple answer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what they say. They said this is school. You know, mm-hmm. and we're here to learn, and we call to us. The circumstances we require to learn through, and we do this again individually, and we do it collectively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're watching chaos at a national level right now, and these are clearly opportunities to learn mm-hmm. if we want to perceive them as such. And then there's hope, right. and then there's new responsibility to be participatory to, to productive change. If right. I want to go into fear... You know, and take actions based in fear, I'm going to get more of the same. The guides say this, and this is a helpful tool for anybody that's being confronted with with change. They say, you know, the action of fear is to claim more fear. And they say, look at every choice you've ever made because you were afraid and see what it got you, and you probably get more fear. So to move beyond the temptation to go into agreement to fear um, presents us with the ability to see other opportunities that will be hopefully beneficial to us. Oh, I love that. I, I, I absolutely love that. And it's such an interesting experience, you know, because I think most of the time as we're waking up or confronting something that's changing, we kind of go back and forth from a moment of fear and a moment of, of freedom because that's really mm-hmm. what awakening means, yeah. right, just yeah. to have more choices. And, and it's mm-hmm. this lovely dance about can you hold the, the freedom longer <laughs> than the fear so that you can actually sense the guidance that's available to you in that moment, you know, the mm-hmm. options and choices which are, uh, which are going to be lovely to, the, to your personality and your soul and the world at large. Yeah, it's fascinating. It, such a timely, perfect moment that you wrote this, this book. And did you know that when you were channeling? Did you? Because I, I don't know when you channeled this. I know you channel very quickly when you write. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an extraordinary process, very unusual yeah. Um mm-hmm. It's done very quickly uh, and then published in its entirety, which is also Mm -hmm. very unusual. And so um, when did you start channeling this particular book? This was last year. I think this was, I think, I'd have to look at the book because it says so in the front what the the dates were. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure it was all 2016. I think it was done by March last year. Wow. Um, So, you know, and, and every book, I think it was channeled over a couple of months, maybe two or three, but... There are probably no more than 30 sittings um, per book. I'm doing 
a new one now. They've delivered about 118 pages in Yay. six days of sittings. Wow. And they've all been done in front of an audience. So I've been doing workshops. They'll probably do it in Seattle, too. Uh, they said last night that we can expect more this weekend. But they're using every opportunity that they have to deliver the new teachings in book form. So I'm just getting used to it. Um, but, yeah, it is fast, and it really was a prophetic teaching. I mean, they're really speaking about the times that we're in and what we're facing and mm -hmm. the collapse of systems mm -hmm. that we've mm -hmm. agreed to. And they're also saying that a lot of the things that we agreed to kind of need to collapse in order to be reclaimed in a higher way. Of course. That we can't keep putting, you know, the patch on the tire and expecting it to carry us forward occasionally. We have to change the tires or change the vehicle itself or how we expect to get where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that you, you were channeling this particular book right after the election, really. You know? No, it was before the election. Oh, e oh in 2016. Right. Okay, so before, yeah, yeah, during yeah. the, oh, wow. It was, yeah. Thank goodness. Was, <laughs> so that it's yeah, here for us so, right now. Oh, yeah. No, there's a, there's a lecture that's up online that the guides delivered. It's called Great Change. It's up on YouTube, I think, mm -hmm. that they delivered three days before the election, which is really interesting, where they told us, pretty much how to handle the massive kinds of change that we would be experiencing culturally. And that's really interesting. But no, this book predated it. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. I, I think it's beautiful and, and just so timely. Uh, and, and so in this, one of the things that happens when we start to wake up and grow, the universe actually gets very excited. You know, when there's an expansion happening anywhere, the universe is like, you know, it's like mm -hmm. this lovely dance. And, and we may be feeling very different about it. I think even humans individually in their own life, as they start to expand, they may feel internally that things are crumbling. Uh, but it, yeah. it's kind of in that crumbling moment where you're not fiercely holding on to all your mm -hmm. defense mechanisms, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That really the universe and the choir of, you know, of the multi-universes is just in joy, in complete joy. So I can only imagine that's what's happening right now, even though, Many of us here on the Earth realm are, are going, what the you-know-what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we have choice. I think we mm -hmm. always have choice as to how, to how we respond and how we react. And, mm -hmm. you know, what we choose to claim is the result of any experience. And if we want to continue to claim fear, unfortunately, I think that that'll be the gift that we get, which is a whole lot more of the same. But it doesn't seem like that's happening. It does seem like we're waking up to I agree. Is something much, much more powerful. So right. I, I, I hope that that's the case. I, I think it is, too. And, and of course, we won't know for, you know, maybe another year or so, you know, mm -hmm. what kind of changes that could be potentially permanent and different start to evolve on the earth plane. You know, just as they're taking down Confederate monuments in mm -hmm. many cities, there's some cities that are putting up more. So it's mm -hmm. this kind of interesting yeah. You yeah. know, like, oh, okay, well, that's very interesting. Hmm. So I love that you're, because uh, I know in, in some of your previous books, and maybe most of them, you channeled with the the person who was dictating for you, I believe. And so now you're doing it in front of your workshops, which is so yeah. effective. Wow. Yeah, it's a time saver. I mean, there's a woman named Victoria Nelson who's been on the phone for the first five books. Oh. And, you know, I've I, I can't channel without an active listener, mm -hmm. so there has to be somebody there. Otherwise, I'll just stop talking, you know. Yeah. But the mm -hmm. deal is, with a book or when I channel in front of a group, you know, I'm going to show up, they're going to show up, and I will be present until they say, stop now, please. Mm 
wow. which is usually the end of the lecture. So Vicki was on the phone for these. And then in the last two books, they began to do sections of them publicly. So about 100 pages of the Book of Truth was dictated at the Esalen Institute in Big Sur, California, during uh, a week of workshops. And they just delivered a ton of it. So poor Vicky wasn't at Esalen, so she missed it. And I do live streams every Wednesday night where the guides are lecturing and teaching. And they use some of the, you know, I would do a live stream and the guides would say, and this is in the text. And this is the end of chapter three or six or whatever it would be. So I've gotten used to that. But yeah, now it seems as if they're doing the public the public presentation. I'm I'm kind of excited about it only because, you know, we videotape the lectures, you know, when I'm doing workshops and live streams, and now there'll be a visual record of the book being delivered. And as you said, you know, these books are unedited. There's no writing. They're all spoken. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And then transcribed. Yeah, and and we don't change anything. Love so, it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited by, you know, that that, that artifact will be present. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, that's, and I'm also happy because I blocked my mornings out for, you know, a month to be available for the sittings. And now I get my mornings off if they're going to keep doing it in, in workshops. So I'm mm-hmm. a happy camper. Lovely. I just absolutely love it. In in your books, you have, um, I'm, I'm sure there's more than one place, but um, I always remember the beginning, uh, like within the, the introduction, where you have individuals kind of follow a statement, an agreement. Mm-hmm that they're going to allow themselves to transform, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have this beautiful one about, you know, embarking on this new journey where they are agreeing to be in alignment as tr- in truth, which is mm-hmm. remarkable. And so, I, I mean, I can think of a, a lot of really great reasons why you put this in the book, but I'd love to hear your, um, your I, I don't put anything in the book, ah, you know. Right. I'm literally just taking dictation. So right. if I wrote a preface to the book, in my voice, like Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm a clairaudience, which I've done twice with two of the books, that's my writing. Everything else is delivered by the guides. Mm-hmm. And, and I have, and, I, you, you, and honestly, if you've read the book recently, you know it better than I do. <laughs> I dictated it, and then I sat in the recording studio, and I did, I did the audio book. I read it when I was proofing it for the editor. But when I'm channeling it, I'm so busy taking the dictation that I'm not really comprehending the teachings. Right. I'm so busy getting the next phrase because I channel, I hear, I hear phrase, 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 and I'm delivering phrase, phrase, phrase without wow. knowing what the larger ideas or sentence or paragraph or chapter of book will be. Wow. Be- beautifully well said and, and helpful so that we can all understand. So do you have an idea why the, I mean, you, what's your perception about the guides wanting us to speak an agreement, if you will, mm-hmm. before we proceed into chapter one about um, truth. Yeah, the book of truth. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the guides work, first of all, I think that our agreement is required mm-hmm. for them to work with us. You know, we have free will, but the guides say that they're really working with the readers um, to support them on the journey that they're about to go on. So and they don't they don't override free will. I've done workshops where the guides have said in the first twenty minutes, if this isn't for you, please leave and you know, you can have your money back. Right. Because we don't want to take you someplace where you don't want to go. Right. And the work is challenging. It really isn't right. This isn't this sort of convenient it's not very fluffy stuff, you know. I mean, 
there is great joy, I think, in these teachings, and there's great beauty in them, but it's not, they're not convenient. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to embark on this journey and work with this kind of energy, you've got to be willing to shed some skins, right. I suspect. And that's up to you, you know. So my assumption, and this is without looking at the, at the paragraph that you're you're referencing, that that's the invitation. The guides work in all of their their books with these things they call claims of truth, and they say when something is true, it is always true. And some people can call them affirmations. I've heard them called incantations, but they're energetic attunements true language to the energetic field mm-hmm. to support you in acclimating to the energy of the claim itself. And those can be very physical, and there really are ramifications. I mean, people, there are. you yeah. know, report reading the book and, you know, vibrating as they're reading it or seeing energy fields working with them. It's interesting stuff. Which is very cool and beautiful, and, and it shows them a window of their capacity to see life in different realms, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I think, very important for us as we're awakening how we recognize that we're multisensory beings and that when we, when we are in that alignment, that's what makes our life so much easier and so much fun. And the fun does come, come but every time you are embarking upon another truth, which means a breakdown of an illusion, basically, mm-hmm. or to whatever, Very well said. Uh, right, to whatever degree yeah. we will allow the illusion to be broken down, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then the fun comes and the joy because the, everything, you know, then we are in a bigger aspect of freedom. Which, um, yeah, beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. But I so love that we're talking about this piece because I think it's so often negated in spiritual teaching that, oh, you're just going to vibrate your energy and everything's going to be great. Well, yes, but what if all the stuff that you're doing right now isn't really good for you or isn't in your high school or won't allow you Mm -hmm. to be in that freedom? Then it's going to fall away and it's not going to be comfortable, most likely. It's not going to be comfortable if you've invested in it at a level of identity. You know, if if I think that I'm my pain or if I think that my role in this life is to be a victim, I'm going to have a hard time letting go of those things, and they're going to be confronted. Mm -hmm. There's great liberation on the other side, but, you know, the small self, as the guides say, have have a real investment in maintaining the known. Mm -hmm. You know, they say everything that we're experiencing and seeing, we're in agreement to. That doesn't mean we made it happen, but it does mean we're in energetic accord to it. And so releasing who I think I am also requires me to release some of the things that I've chosen and made manifest that would confirm that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what do you do? You become willing to let go or you become willing to to re-perceive those parts of your life in, in a higher way and hopefully hopefully transform the relationship that you have to them in a new way. Beautifully, beautifully said in um, helping us to transform our world so that we can all enjoy ourselves here on the planet and not be mm-hmm. caught up in silliness. Um, for more about Paul, um, his, his insights, um, which are just incredible, um, come from the celebrated Paul uh, Selig and the Book of Truth, and which is part of his Master Trilogy. You can also attend his workshop this weekend in Seattle, um, 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, um, it's a channeled weekend workshop, which is really fun. Pe- people got to get a little bit of an experience of your channeling during our interview today. And you can go to paulselig.com, which is paul, S-E-L-I-G.com, and sign up for the workshop. Um, I'm sure it'll be transformative for everyone. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and enlightening us with your 
your beautiful work on the planet. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. And safe travels tomorrow um, on your flight here to the Northwest. All right. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Yes, thank you so much. And we're going to take a break here on the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marie Manucherry. I wanted to invite you to my next Reiki workshop, October 20th through the 22nd. Reiki is still my absolute favorite modality. There are many modalities out in the world that assist individuals to help others heal and themselves through the beautiful magic of energy work. I fell in love with Reiki over 20 years ago, and I still use it in my practice every single day. I really believe that subatomic particles are what hold us back. Stagnant subatomic particles trapped with emotions that we won't look at and won't release. Something like Reiki can actually stimulate those subatomic particles to wake up, release trapped emotions, free your body, your mind, and your subatomic energy so that you can have what you truly want in your life and what you truly deserve. So join me October 20th through the 22nd in Redmond, Washington for my next transformative Reiki workshop. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Last year, Marie traveled to Spain for an amazing retreat in the mountains. This year, Marie is traveling a little closer to home, to the big island of Hawaii, September 16th through the 22nd. Join Marie as she assists you in releasing your magnificent and magical powers from within your own being. The ocean setting of the stunning 50-acre Organic Farm Retreat Center will help aid you in confirming what your soul already knows. You are magic. Participants will have fun hiking, swimming, dancing, and creating Hawaiian floral art while eating nutritious, locally grown foods. Meet like-minded people as you explore your inner genius with the help of Marie's insight and guidance. Together, we will discover the art of mediumship, energy medicine, and the connection to our spirit guides. The amazing changes in your awareness will be celebrated for years to come. Learn more at energyintuitive.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell are double dealing in a good way. Join us on Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. when she joins us in the studio. On Saturday, Neil McNeil and Ankasha Amenti, two paranormal investigators, take us on a virtual tour of state-of-the-art ghost research. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. All through my city, all through my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. 
Lovely. Thank you, Vinny. I just love the music you play on this show. It makes me very happy. Thank you. I had to bring up the energy. I love yeah. it. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so, again, you know, we thank Paul for coming mm-hmm. onto the show and for channeling all of his beautiful books and leaving his job as a university professor at NYU and doing now clairvoyant work. Yeah. You just never know how your life is going to change, people. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do or where you live. You just don't know how your life is going to change. But if you start to do some inner work, which, of course, things can crumble when you do inner work. It's just part of the process. You might be pleasantly, beautifully, happily surprised with what is presented to you. Of course, it's a choice and an option. You don't have to make any agreements unless you want to. But man, life can just be very cool and unique. And at the rate he runs the world in his life, you'd be surprised if he's not sitting right back down writing another book. Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah, right. I, th- on, I think seriously. I think that's he definitely just, happening. I can just turn him out. Yeah, channeling his his books. It, yeah, yeah, right. So we're going to be taking phone calls today here on the show, um, and for the rest of our half hour. So who do we have next? Yes, and if you'd like to join us, uh, we have our phone lines full currently. But once you know we uh, drop a call, we move right on to the next one. So 877-825-8828. 877-825-8828. And let's take uh, Ema calling in from Seattle. Hello, Ema. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Ema. I know. Do we surprise you? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> we did surprise me. Yeah. What can I do for you? Um, so my name is Ina. Ina, lovely Hi, name. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I am just totally in tune and lined up with everything you guys are talking about. I actually yesterday listened to your um uh, learn to talk and connect with your guide. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, it was at work, so I haven't had a chance <laughs> to practice it. Yet. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering um, anything you can help me uh, hear from them. I talk to them regularly. Good. I feel really open to all the change and transformations. It felt really intense the last few weeks, all this energy. And, yeah, the energy is pretty um, cool, that's for sure been transformative for me in um, really checking in with myself and starting to feel like I'm in control. Mm. Oh, well, I'll just, just FYI, no one is in control. No one. So, so that, that'll be something for you to, you know, kind of entertain or get curious about, but control is something you don't want to, uh, allow yourself to be in you want to be out of control sometimes people ask me what do you do for work and I just go you know I really don't know and 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 that's partially true in fact I hope that will always be true for me because as soon as I think I know what I'm doing and I have a plan of action and I'm going to follow certain steps I know that I will be limiting significantly the energy and the opportunities that will be available for the client and myself as we engage so no control, babe. What, what I would love for you, and I'm, I hope that's not offensive that I called you babe, but somehow you're just adorable. So hopefully that's not offensive either. But you have energy of one of my children. And so that's, you know, I, I'm always hugging and kissing them and calling them sweetheart and all that good stuff. So what I would love for you to do is to start to actually use language like, wow, I, I really feel connected to where I am in my life right now. There's a flow versus the word control. Perhaps use that word instead, because I think that's going to continue to allow yourself to open up, because clearly you're losing control, which is great, because things are changing and transforming for you. So you're on the right track. But I would use slightly different language, just like how Paul said in the channeled material that he um, produces, the language actually creates a vibration 
that allows for people to shift in and um, evolve, which is really true. I would tell you that your auric field is gigantic. So I think this clip, eclipse energy helped you to expand your aura. So, you know, the aura is that energy system that surrounds your physical form. And um, yours is at about three. It's bigger than how I think the the biggest the fields are meant to be. So it's about, it's over three and a half Uh, city blocks very very big auric field which I could see how you could feel like or use that word control because you may not have actually meant to use it in all the ways that I described it but it because you're just going to feel like wow everything's happening everything's moving into flow because when your energy system is expanded you have more opportunity to see hear and feel and recognize things at a faster rate and then because of the that you have more opportunities available to you that are presented to you and then you can feel which opportunity is the best one to choose does that make sense Totally. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So you're you're doing lovely. And what we want to do since the eclipse expanded your energy even before the actual eclipse, we want to keep it that way. So I would perhaps every morning show some appreciation to yourself. I think that's important. You know, you know, thank you so much, Bean, for allowing my awareness to keep my org field, you know, these huge city blocks so that I may stay informed and know all the options that are available to me. You know, just having some gratitude towards yourself, not just the universe, but it's your your own being that allowed your energy system to be in that expansion. Okay? So, I feel, yes, I feel like that's what I've already been practicing, which Good. has been really empowering to me. Good. Um, do you have any advice relationship-wise and how to move forward besides everything ending? <laughs> it has to end. You're already on that path. You already know it. You know what I mean? No, I, I yeah. believe that. It's, yeah. it's, and I think it's going to take a little while, and I think that's perfectly fine. Just just enjoy every moment that you are where you are in this particular relationship, but the two of you are just completely off. Um, the, the awareness is not aligned at all. You know, so and it's it's not it's just that you've grown so much. And I think you were already at an expanded level in comparison to your partner in terms of awareness. But now and you were okay with it. And and you thought, well, you know, this person will catch up with me or we'll grow together. But now you've just you put your foot on the accelerator and you're not waiting for someone to catch up with you, which is extremely wonderful and very rare. A lot of people don't do that. They keep putting their foot on the brake. Well, wait a minute. I'm going faster than this person or their workplace or whatever the deal is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And really what they need to do is just get your foot off the brake and just go for it. So you are, it's going to end. Um, but I think it'll be lovely and sweet and, um, You'll move on to Hit that gas, girl. Hit that (laughs) gas. Do you have any messages from my guides to me? Because I feel like everything you're saying is totally in tune with where I'm at and what I sense every day. Um, Well, I think that would be that we're all on target. You know, like I always believe that a lot of what I'm reading for is I'm reading what the universe is saying to that individual, whether we interpret that from guides or creation or God or cosmos. The one thing I do hear is, though, they want you to be able to hear them or somehow sense them more succinctly. So they're just asking you to continue to work on quieting your mind and maybe do it in the shower where you allow yourself to be uh, focused on the the sound of the shower so that you can let go and allow yourself to have maybe an auditory or clairvoyant experience with them. Wonderful. Thank okay. you so You're much. You're welcome. Have a great day in Seattle. Yeah, thanks, Yima, so much for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are taking your calls for the last half of today. We uh, interviewed Paul Selig earlier. He was the author of The Book of Truth. And uh, we want the truth of them all our callers, too, right now. So, yeah. Carrie from New York, welcome to the show. What's going on, darling? Hi. 
Hi, Carrie. Um, How are you? Great, Marie. Can you um, scan my chakras? Absolutely. I'm I'm writing it down right now. And so interesting what's happening is I didn't go into your, you know, it's it's whatever is presented. I'm just in your chakra system. Um, I would you have a leak at your second, which is kind of like a common place where a lot of people leak from their second chakra. But you're taking and we'll talk about that in a second. You're taking energy in beautifully from the occiput, which is the back of your third eye on your head, and then your crown and your rooting. So you've got a lovely flow of energy moving into the top of your head and into your feet, which means that you're like on path, on purpose, linked up, moving forward. I think the leak in the second chakra is the fear. Like you're scared. Like it scares you every time you get on path. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So why is it? Why do you get scared when you're on path? I mean, that's a cool (laughs) thing to be on path. You're so lucky, but every time it happens, you go, you know, and then you sometimes jump off the path. You know what I mean? Like it's like someone who's riding their bike too fast and they don't know how to stop it, perhaps. And oh, they yeah. jump off. Which one's the brake? Which one's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, oh, oh, I'm thinking about the bikes back in the day that they you know, had the, the, ba- the pedals that did yeah, the braking. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Of. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so how come you do that? Because I think if you just ride the fear, see, remember, Fear is an illusion. It's not real. And so every time you get in that fearful vibration, if you can be extremely nurturing to yourself, like, honey, it's okay. I love you. Everything's fine. Nothing's going to fall apart. It's going to be all good. You know, um, then you'll calm down the fear and go back into your omnipresence. You'll go back to that awareness that you get when you're on the path so that you don't jump off your bike and have to go fix your skin knee before you get back on the path again. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So it, does does that make sense, what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Is that the money chakra also? <laughs> it is. So, yes, the second chakra governs intimate partnerships, close personal friends, creativity, work, whatever that means. It doesn't have to be paid work. You know, stay-at-home mom's hardest job. That's a job, a work. And uh, money. So it governs all of those things. So you think for you, when when you start to falter on the bike, it's because of money? Uh-huh. Um, yes, because um, I am starting my acupuncture practice. Oh, and... congratulations. Great <laughs> profession. Love it. Yes. Um, I do have money sitting in the bank. I think I'm kind of um, nervous about it. Yeah, well, so so here's the deal. You, you're prepared to start your practice. You even have some savings, which is wonderful. But you're so focused on the savings like it's going to go away that yeah. that could make it difficult for you to bring in money. So I don't want you to look at your savings or even think about it until you shift your energy. This is, I think, something that all human beings can do to help them to maintain their financial health, which is if you're going to look at uh, your online banking, or you're going to look at a bill, or you're going to look in your wallet, you first have to figure out where your vibrational pattern is. And most people, as soon as they think about money, start to shift their vibration. So I sometimes pay my bills late, because I wait, and and, and thankfully not all of them, some of them are just directly taken out of my checking account, which is wonderful. Um, But I wait until my energy is a good vibration, because I know that that's actually going to allow me to receive more money. So your job is before you go look at any of these things or do anything with your money, you first need to don't assume that your vibration is good. Assume that it is not. I think most humans need to just assume they don't have a good vibration when it comes to money. And so then you're going to stop and take several moments of high frequency about your worth and your value and your self-love and how fortunate you are and what a great country you live in and how whatever energy that you can muster 
to allow yourself to heighten your frequency, then get online and look at your bank account, then open up your wallet, then grab the money out to hand to the barista or whatever you're doing in your life. You, and you want to do that every single time. Okay? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that we can keep that money in the bank while you make more money. So you can go to Hawaii or Jamaica Ooh. or wherever Ooh. you want and Tropical. have a wonderful time. You've worked very hard to get your acupuncture, um, you know, license and also your, you know, your education and everything. And now your business, <laughs> it's a very exciting and celebrated celebratory time so don't allow the fear to creep in you don't deserve it nor do your future clients got it okay great have a lovely day in new york thank you All Th- right. thanks carrie so much we support you and uh when you're on yes, the beach we- having the mai tai or whatever give us a call <laughs> let us know yeah. you have one for us i'm totally oh, in for it, right i mean i think that's I a perfect opportunity it. i love it I give love us it, a I shout out it. we'd love it yeah 877-825-8828 is the number for the marie manny cherry show if you're just tuning in we uh discussed earlier in the show with paul Selig. uh we uh chatted with him about his latest book the book of truth He's in town uh, in Seattle this weekend. this weekend for his workshop. Yeah. Um, I don't have that information on the workshop. Oh, but sure. It is that? It yeah, is thanks. August 26th and 27th. It's go. between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Perfect. And it's at the Talera Conference Center, which is really close to the University mm-hmm. of Washington. It's right, right across from New Village, basically. Um, so, But you can go to Paul Selig, and the spelling of his last name is S-E-L-I-G, Dot com, Paul com. I won't be there this weekend. I would love to go. You've got a little on your plate, too. I feel I'm hosting my oldest, and my, my oldest daughter's pregnant with our very first baby. <laughs> Yay! I know, I know. And notice I say our first baby. I know, right? <laughs> it's not my baby, but you know it is. And uh, so a baby girl will be here in about 12 weeks. <sighs> I know. Amazing. And so um, my daughter, who's very popular in the world, is having a huge baby shower at my house. So I'm um, going to be very busy cleaning, cooking. I couldn't even get VIP for it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how popular this event oh, is. Oh, yeah. Seriously. We have lots of family flying yeah. in and friends. And, you know, Misha, who hasn't even seen her sister pregnant yet. So at all? Misha, because she's a professor at Oklahoma State. Do you like Skype or something? Well, she saw her that oh, okay, way, of okay, course. Okay, 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 but okay. So you're right. Yeah. You, okay, Wait, right. You, you're not st- in person, face Not right, in person. Right, okay. So she's flying in today oh, after yay. she teaches classes at Oklahoma State. She's flying in and she's going to be kissing on that tummy. I bet. Yeah. We're so excited. So I, I will be missing Paul's conference, which I would love to attend. But I'm going to be, you know, hey, hanging around a lot do. of mm-hmm. pink. Because it's a baby girl coming. A lot going on. Yeah. Paul will be back, I'm sure, for another <laughs> sure workshop, so I wouldn't right. even sweat it. Love so, it. Right? Love so it. Love it. Let's hit up these phone lines uh, before the end of the show. We have a, sure. about 10 minutes left. And Kirsta is calling in from Colorado. I believe I got that right. Is it Kirsta? It's Krista. Krista. Hi, thanks. Krista. Sorry about that. Just a little typo. That's there. okay. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Welcome. Thank you for calling into the show and welcome. What can I do for you? Well, I'm just calling in. First of all, I love you. I just want to say. Oh, thank you um, so much. It's very kind. <laughs> thank you. And I, I just want to find out the source of my struggle in life. I struggle <laughs> with anxiety. I struggle yeah. with depression. Yeah, I yeah. struggle with what the heck am I doing on this planet? Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if you have any insight on that. Sure. I do, actually. And I, I'm hoping that you'll be pleasantly surprised. So the struggle and depression comes only from your thoughts. It is not your authentic self at all. You, you're, you, everyone has an emotional body. It's in the auric field. It's in the second layer. It's about, it starts about nine to 10 inches away from the physical body, just beyond the first layer of the field. And then the second layer of the field is a foot in width and surrounds us like an eggshell. And it makes, it's a big, you know, a foot width uh, structure, um, um, part of the aura. 
And, and that is the authentic emotional body for the individual. So a lot of individuals feel others, uh, and that's how they determine th- what they're feeling, which is inaccurate. Or they think, like in your case, you're a big thinker and processor from my perception, and then you choose to create emotions to support your thoughts, but those are also not your authentic emotions. When I'm in your emotional body, you are a happy camper. First of all, you're a really lucky person, number one. You are. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I would agree. Yes. Yeah, you're very lucky. So all of this anxiety that is creating that you're creating from your thoughts, you're not even really feeling it. So first and foremost, I would say to your guides, okay, I want to feel my authentic self. Thank you so much for every day helping me to align to my authentic emotional body and have the awareness to connect to my emotions. So I want you to do that because I think the word okay. is important and valuable. And then start resting in your second chakra or your feet far away from the fourth, which is where we feel everyone else, the fourth chakra, the heart chakra, and far away from your thoughts, which is your predominant defense mechanism. And we all have defense mechanisms, every single one Mm -hmm. of us. So, um, and then I think you're going to be shocked that, wow, as you rest in your feet or your second chakra, I want you to ask yourself, what am I really feeling? And resting in the body to me means feel the physical sensations of that part of your body, because there's a whole bunch of anatomy going on. Like, especially in the mm-hmm. second chakra, you've got reproductive organs, you've got kidneys, adrenal glands, a bladder. I mean, who can't feel their bladder? You know, so just let yourself start to have an awareness of your anatomy or even the skin on your feet or your toes, your toenails, because that will bring you into the present moment. And that's where authentic emotions reside. And they're always calm. Even if your emotional body says you're angry or upset about something, which in your case is going to be rare, um, for all kinds of reasons that I don't have time to talk about on the air, um, you're going to find out that you're calm and happy and, and you're going to, which is going to be a big game changer for you because you have been addicted and stuck in these feelings that aren't even real for you about anxiety and depression. And it's been, you've been slowing down your life because you're scared of your magnificence. And so you found a way to keep yourself away from your magnificence and it's been very effective. So congratulations on that, but it's time to stop. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I definitely struggle with my thoughts. Um, totally. They, they just take over. it takes me down the rabbit hole. Yeah, so you have to stop. Literally, this is your choice. You can either continue to listen to your thoughts or you can learn to feel your body and connect with it so that you can get into your emotions so that you can st- you're still going to know what you're thinking, but it won't be so strong and, and screaming at you as much and... Even when it does, you will know that that voice is very different than the calm voice of your authentic emotions. And you'll learn to start following them and listening to them more so than the strong ego mind that yells really loud. That's what Mm -hmm. you're going to do. And it's going to be so fun for you and very empowering. Because I feel like I'm constantly um, reacting to other people. Exactly. Reaction is a sign that you're listening to your mind. Whenever we're in reactive mode, we are listening to our mind. We are disconnected from our emotional body. Perfect example. That was great. Good job. So I need to reconnect with my emotional body. Yes. You need to feel your body, not listen to your mind. Okay. 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 Good luck. Okay. Have fun. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day in Colorado. I love Colorado. Thanks, Krista, so much for calling in. Yana, you mentioned the fourth chakra, so may may the fourth be with her. (laughs) I like that. That's beautiful, Benny. Well said. I borrowed it. Love it. Uh, One more call before the end of the show. If you are just tuning in to the Marie Manuturi Show, 877-825-8828 is the number. If we don't get to you, save it for next week. You got it locked in. Jill from Connecticut is the last caller today. Hi, Jill. Hi. Hi, Jill. What can I do for you? 
Well, um, in a few minutes you have left. Um, yeah. Can you pull out my dad's energy? Your dad's he's energy? Into his final chapter. I know. You know, he already feels like he's on the other side, actually. So th- that means a lot of his energy has already left his body. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm sure this is not fun. Um, but it's his time to go. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I, I know he's kind of holding here because he's got a lovely girlfriend. I know, but and but, but here's the deal. He, he, so you intuitively know that he's, you know, letting go. You know what I mean? Like whether he realizes it or not, you know that his life force is de- decreasing. And you're wanting him to speed up the process. And you have to stop and let him take all the time he wants. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Mm, you need to let go of your dad's needing to let go. <laughs> okay? okay. And I want okay. you to just celebrate, even when you feel uncomfortable, because you, you, when you are with him, you feel uncomfortable. You're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. He won't let go. Oh, if only he would let go. So I want you to be, celebrate even what's happening, even in his letting go, because a lot of people are having transformative moments as they leave their body consciously and unconsciously. So sometimes we don't want it to go too fast. It, if it's taking a while, that this is a good thing because some people don't do inner work consciously in the in, on the earth realm, but when they're leaving their bodies, they start doing layers and layers of inner work. So celebrate how however this happens and try not to make it better for him, okay? Okay, and then one last thing. Is there anything that you can suggest for me to keep my energy up while I'm going through this process with Well, him. I think I already said let go. <laughs> you know, you want him, your dad to let go, yeah, but I want yeah. you to let go. Okay. <laughs> He's teaching you. He's teaching you to Locked let go right and surrender. That yeah, that was a good one. I like and and we're, I'm just sending love. We all are yes. to you and your mm-hmm. family and your father and and this really powerful, beautiful moment where he's going to be aligned um, to home, sort of speak. I think the other yep. side is our home. And to be with a, a lot of family members that he's missed for a long time. So um, just, we're just all sending you love for all of you. And, and uh, just enjoy the process and try not to fight it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really have, felt that. And you have a beautiful day. Oh, thank you so much. I will. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Thanks, it's Joe. Really we appreciate beautiful. it. Yep, yep. Oh, uh, We good? Uh, do I have a couple minutes? Let's just do one more. Okay, one I'm more. I'm feeling oh frisky. Sorry, She's I lied frisky. to most of you. Yeah, I I'm love not. it. Christina from New York. We're going back to New York. See, Christina, you stayed on. Lucky, you didn't lucky. hang up. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. That means I get to answer one question for you. So Super what is quick. it? Um, so happy. Um, I just feel like I recently went through a transformation in this past year, and I'm on a new path, and I wanted to scan, and I, I want to focus my energies on one thing so I can really achieve that goal, you know, and I, I don't really know what direction to go in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm drawing out your energy. You've got tons of energy moving into your body, which looks beautiful and beautiful, beautiful. But I, I'm sensing when I'm in your org field, all this fear, like you're scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to work on the fear. And so that means say some beautiful prayers about it. Like, thank you so much universe for helping me to dissolve this irrational fear, this vibrational fearful pattern. Thank you for helping me to embody um, a celebration of my life and what's unfolding. So work on that and tell yourself all the time that you're safe. So whenever you can just in your head, just repeat over and over again. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Do I have to figure out like why I have this fear? No. I, I don't believe so. I think if you need to know, it'll become evident, but it, it's going to be, it's over centuries of time. So it's going to be long, detailed, and complicated. Okay? 
Okay, thank you. That was a great question. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, calling into the show. If you're going to be in Seattle at the workshop, enjoy, Paul. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. And I'll be um, kissing my daughter's tummy um, with a whole bunch of friends and family this weekend celebrating the birth of, wow, another baby in the world. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.